Welcome to Stoked with Megan McPhail, the podcast that helps you get super effing jazzed about your work, life, and bank account. I'm your host, Megan McPhail, a former burnt out emergency veterinarian that quit my hard-earned career to become a seven-figure business coach, entrepreneur, and elopement photographer. Now I'm living a life I absolutely love, full of travel, adventure, and financial abundance, and I am hell-bent on inspiring others to do the same. Are you ready to say goodbye to the 9-to-5 grind and start going after some big, bold dreams? Then let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, hey, it's your host, Megan McPhail. And your co-host, Todd Reedy. And today's episode is all about a concept called decision fatigue, and I don't see this being discussed very often, but it's something I think I'm suffering from right now. So I wanted to do a podcast about it so I could learn more about it and also teach you guys about it. So decision fatigue is this idea that after making many decisions, your ability to make more and more decisions over the course of a day becomes worse. And the more decisions you make, the more fatigue you develop, and the more difficult things become. So common signs of decision fatigue are the inability to think clearly or focus, frequent procrastination, avoidance of decision-making tasks, even when they're super, super important, irritability, and a short temper caused a lot by the frustration with not really being able to make decisions. And that's one of the things I feel like I get sometimes (laughs) when Todd asks me, like, what we should do about something or even what to eat or where to go for dinner or something. And I'm just like, I can't think of it. I can't come up with an answer. (laughs) Don't make me do it. Some people will also find themselves being impulsive, even with big decisions, which I think is also me. I mean, well, spanning back a while now, I impulsively bought a Jeep Wrangler and I impulsively bought an RV. Yeah, feeling overwhelmed is another sign. Spending a lot of time making even simple decisions. So like you're trying to figure out what to wear and it takes way longer to figure out an outfit. And then physical symptoms like fatigue, poor sleep, headaches, an upset stomach. I definitely don't suffer from poor sleep, maybe a little fatigue-ish lately. But yeah, those are most of the signs. And also a sign of like dissatisfaction with a choice that is ultimately made because maybe you did make it impulsively or you didn't research it or you just kind of went with what is familiar with you instead of really thinking about it. And so sometimes you'll end up making poor choices because of your decision fatigue. What do you think about that, Todd? Yeah, I think of it just kind of like at the end of the day, you've made so many decisions that you just kind of give up. Yeah. So like, yeah, you default to like an easy dinner or an easy TV show that's like you just you're comfortable with. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that would be a lot of times we at the end of the day watch Netflix and sometimes it's really hard to even decide what to watch on Netflix. So we'll watch something easy like New Girl or (laughs) the Great British Baking Show or something like that, you know, and like something that we're not afraid is going to be like a wrong answer or like bad. So the reason why I want to talk about decision fatigue is especially for entrepreneurs, we make millions of decisions a day, it feels like. We have to think about the long-term vision for our business. We got to think about strategies, money management, marketing, social media, captions, what to post, whether or not to outsource something, who to outsource it to, providing customer service for people, like answering emails, 
We got to figure out time management and prioritizing tasks and problem solving and what to prioritize. And we also got to think about self-care and our work-life balance and our hobbies and working out and what to eat and where to take our dog on a walk. And there's just so many things. And then for me and Todd and a lot of elopement photographers, travel is a huge one. You're out of your routine. And not only do you have to figure out where to stay, how to get there, which flight to choose, which seat to choose on the flight, which hotel or Airbnb you're going to stay at. Should we stay at multiple places and like go around? Where are we going to eat? Where are we going to hike? What locations are we going to scout? There's so many things. And not only am I making decisions for my two businesses, you know, my coaching business and my elopement photography business. But then I'm also helping a lot of my coaching students make decisions for their businesses, not only elopement businesses, but coaching businesses. And then we're also planning our elopement and vacations and a reception party back home after we elope and say our vows. Now we are legally married, but we haven't really, we haven't said vows to each other. We haven't had a ceremony. So we're doing that in September. So we're planning that. And then we're also doing this podcast when we have our Iceland workshop coming up. So I'm planning all the dresses and locations and flowers and stuff for that. And like, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed reading this list. (laughs) Fatigued. Yes, I am fatigued just thinking about this list. So it's no wonder that at the end of the day, when you ask me a question, Todd, I'm like, I can't do it. And when I do get irritable, I genuinely feel awful about it. And that just like compounds it. So yeah, you might recognize some of this stuff in yourself as you're listening, not you, Todd, but the listeners, they might be recognizing like, holy crap, I think I have some decision fatigue too, because there's, there's tons of stuff. And travel, I think, is also something that is so important and beloved by everyone I work with. I know everyone I work with wants to have time freedom and location freedom. They want to go to all the cool places, but it really does bring another layer of decisions that you have to make all the time. And it can be very taxing and stressful and lead to decision fatigue. What what would you say about all that stuff, Tom? Yeah. And I'm as you're talking that out, I'm kind of thinking like with the internet and like just everything, you have a million different options for every given choice, mm-hmm. right? Like you go get deodorant. There's like a million different brands and different flavors. I mean, everything that you make a decision on, there's many, many options, which then makes each of those decisions more hard. Even they may be really small, but it compounds mm-hmm. with all of these things. And so it's not surprising that most people have some kind of experience with decision fatigue at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think there's like a joke that like women never know where they want to eat for dinner, you know? And I think that just goes to show by the end of the day, our cognitive resources have been depleted from all the decisions that we're making. And yeah, maybe like maybe we're not indecisive. We're just fatigued from making decisions all day on all the different things. Because then I think about too, like, I'm a little bougie, even though I like to camp in the dirt and hike and all that stuff. I also get my lashes done and my nails done, (laughs) my haircut. So those are other decisions I have to make. Like, when am I going to do those things? What color am I, my nails done, you know? And I'm not big on makeup anymore. I used to be, but that's like a whole other thing. 
or shoes and purses for women, you know, like, again, I don't have that much stuff anymore, which is nice. In 2019, I really pared down a lot of my stuff. But yeah, there's just a lot of there's a lot of decisions being made. So how how do we overcome decision fatigue? Let's kind of chat about that because that's what I need to figure out so that I can help myself deal with all these decisions all the time. I mean, I I was even like I need to find jewelry for our elopement for like for me to wear. And I mean, I've spent hours and hours and hours scrolling different places online and now I'm getting targeted with all these ads. So then I'm like, oh, what about this? What about that? And like, I've put things in shopping carts just to abandon them. And it's overwhelming just trying to find a pair of earrings. <laughs> you know? I believe it. So yeah, so let's talk about overcoming decision fatigue. First, you really have to prioritize the most important decisions and probably like make them earlier in the morning than later in the evening, especially when it comes to your business and personal goals, like prioritizing tasks is super important. And I really do feel that anything that's super important should be done first. We've talked about this before in time management and how sometimes you'll check off all the easy things first and then do the hard things, but really it should be the opposite. Hard things done first, easy things done later. Yeah, because I want to check them off my list and yeah. make myself feel good that I'm like accomplishing things. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though you might get fatigued though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, or it doesn't get done. Also, creating routines and systems, which is why I think traveling for me is so fatiguing, is because we're completely out of our routines. I still maintain some of my systems, but establishing daily routines for anything that's like repetitive. I think of this also as like what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, like make it as simple as possible. Todd really likes to like shake things up with like what we're eating. And I'm more of like, I can't even think of a grocery list, let alone grocery shopping and figuring out what to eat. Like I'll just eat the same thing every day to minimize. I don't know. I don't think I'm actively trying to not fatigue myself (laughs) from decision making, but I think that's more of my ADHD. But yeah, creating routines is super important because that will free up mental space. Like we talk about habit stacking is super important. So it's basically like if this happens, then this happens, then this happens, and you don't have to think about it. And that's how a lot of my photography workflows are. When we get done shooting an elopement, we back up all of our stuff. And then the next morning, I do sneak peeks. I send that to the couple. I send my catalog to my editor. Like there's just always ways that I do things, even like the placement of my SD cards. If they haven't been backed up, they are on top of my little card reader. And if they have been backed up, I move them to on top of my hard drive, (laughs) you know, like just little things where like I always do it the same way. And that does help free up space in my mind, I think. Also setting very clear boundaries for like when you work, when you have personal time, like trying not to overextend yourself is important to like minimize decision fatigue. And well, I've gotten much better about boundaries. I don't drop everything to to answer an email or a text or a question like I do. I do tend to batch those things. And that's one of the next important things is to batch similar decisions basically together. So dedicating specific times to respond to emails or administrative tasks, like those little things should all be done together probably later in the day. 
Another important thing you can do is limit options. I mean, having too many options can be very overwhelming. And I even teach this for pricing, you know, for pricing your coaching program or your photography or videography. If you have way too many options and add-ons and stuff that's overwhelming for people and they'll just skate, they'll they'll disappear. <laughs> and that's the same for me. Like some of my business decisions are super open-ended and I find myself procrastinating on them because there's just too many ways I could take it or too many things I could do. I've even experienced that going from vegetarian to eating meat again on a menu. I was used to being able to choose from like two things and now I have a whole menu to choose from and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> so many options. So limiting options is important. Delegating and outsourcing. Todd and I just talked about this yesterday. I was like, I think I need to outsource more things to you or delegate more things to you because there's just some like nitpicky type things like my calendar and scheduling Zoom calls and stuff that I really do feel like are taking away my brain space or like my cognitive ability to do other more important things. Time blocking is also important. It seems like time management comes into a lot of this, allocating specific times to like very focused, important work versus not very important work versus resting. <laughs> and resting is a huge part of managing decision fatigue too. And just life in general, I think so many of us have been programmed to want to be productive 24-7. And if you're not working, then you're doing other quote-unquote productive tasks. But anyway, you end up never resting and never resting your mind or body. And I have found that just sitting around doing nothing sometimes is very rejuvenating. <laughs> For your body and your mind. Yeah. <laughs> and it used to make me feel really lazy and stuff. But now I'm like, I do feel like more calm and at peace and stuff. But yeah, it's still not really helping some of my decision fatigue on a day-to-day -day basis. So those are the big things that you can do to kind of combat decision fatigue. Another one that I looked up was embracing minimalism. And I do feel like one of the times my mind was like the healthiest, I feel like, was when I was living in that studio apartment when we first met, Todd. <laughs> And I had very few belongings, like literally lived in the studio. And yeah, I just feel like my mind was so uncluttered back then. And now we have like a four bedroom house and I love all the space. And I even want to get a bigger house with more land and complicate things even more. But minimalism is super important, especially I think if you're cleaning the house, you know, being able to pick up and not have clutter everywhere. I'm looking around my office and it's like cluttered AF right now. So that's probably not helping. But yeah, minimalism is super important, I think, just for life in general. So what would you say about some of those things, Todd? Yeah, the minimalism thing, like just even if they don't say you have like lots of little things, even if they don't take up much of your mental load, it adds up. Like if you're looking at your desk and there's like, you know, all of these different things, each little thing by itself probably isn't that taxing on your brain. But when you put all those together and then you go to the kitchen and there's a million things in the sink and you go to the, pick out a drawer and there's like a million things in there. Again, just having less things will have less of an impact and take away little, less little chunks of what your brain can handle. Yeah. And there's one example that I was reading about too, about Barack Obama. <laughs> 
So he had to be able to like make very high level decisions, right? As every president does. So his staff basically took away a lot of low level decisions from him. So he was not making decisions about what he was wearing that day, what he was eating that day. He didn't have to clean, I'm sure. (laughs) So a lot of those low level kinds of decisions, he didn't have to worry about. So then if he had to make a big decision, which I'm sure he had to do on the daily, he still had the cognitive ability to do that. And I thought that was so interesting. And then that also makes me think of Steve Jobs and how he used to wear the same outfit pretty much every day. And Mark Zuckerberg, I think, does the same thing, just kind of like t-shirt and jeans. I don't dress up every day. (laughs) I cannot bring myself to do that and have to make those decisions. I wear like the same jewelry. But I do think like I see lots of people also talking about like morning routines and how important those are. And I'm like, whatever, like that's just some silly stuff. But I can see how like a habit stacked morning routine could help with decision fatigue. Because like, if it's just kind of automated, and you're just going through the motions that you do every day, you know, including like, a big glass of water and like a workout or something like that. And then you tackle like the two most important things for work or something like that. Like I could see how that kind of morning routine could be very beneficial for me. And I, I kind of have a morning routine. I drink coffee on the couch. I eat a bowl of cereal or oatmeal. I'm supposed to be working out more <laughs> and I'm kind of doing it. But yeah, I could see how being more serious about that could could be helpful. And also like a, a good compromise for us between me, like just kind of wanting to eat the same things and you wanting something different would be meal planning ahead of time on a day where on Sundays or something where we would just like kind of map it out instead of trying to figure out food every day too, because that can be taxing. What else can you think of? Okay. So we've been talking a lot about like personal decisions and minimizing those and making our lives as easy as possible. What are your other thoughts or like advice for implementing some decision making behaviors for your business? Well, I think by simplifying my personal life, that helps with my business life, you know, because if I'm making a ton of personal decisions on top of work decisions, that compounds and doesn't work out very well. (laughs) And I think I'm going to be excited to be done with some of the decisions for the workshop, the Iceland workshop and our own elopement. Cause I do find myself procrastinating big time on a lot of that stuff. But I think as far as business goes, I think I need to, well, there's a ton of things that I'm thinking about. One of them is delegating more stuff to you. Cause I know you're better at some of these detail oriented things and I think I, re- I really struggle with those. So even though it's like, quote unquote, simple stuff, like when to schedule a Zoom, I think it still takes a lot of mental energy for me to accomplish those things and then make sure it lines up on my calendar and then make sure everybody's notified about it. There's just a lot of tasks I feel like I'm doing right now that could be done by other people. Yeah. So I think I need to be better about delegating things. What else? Oh, I think I need to be better too about with my coaching students, not just providing them with all the solutions, but asking them, like, what would you do in this scenario? Mm -hmm. And then just giving them like a thumbs up, go for it, or a think again. Because (laughs) so when I was a surgery intern, because I wanted to be a surgeon when I was a veterinarian, so I did a special 
one-year internship where it was completely focused on soft tissue and orthopedic surgery. And the surgeons I worked with never answered my questions, ever. They were always like, well, what do you think the answer is? Go find it in a textbook. Go look it up and then present it to me. And I'll tell you whether you're right or wrong, but I'm not just going to outright answer your questions. And I think I need to be better about that with my coaching students because right now they ask me a question. I just I just provide the answer. And I think that's fatiguing me. And I think one of the things about being a good coach is prioritizing myself. Like I can't pour from an empty cup type of thing. Like I got to put the oxygen mask on myself before someone else type of thing. And I also feel like I became the doctor I became because I knew how to, to figure things out on my own. And so I need to make sure that I don't create a codependent relationship with my students and it will help me out in the long term as well as help them out in the long term. So those are a couple of things that I've been considering. But yeah, I found myself procrastinating on some of the bigger things that I need to accomplish. And like the decisions have even just been made. It's not even like something I necessarily have to decide between, except like, do I do this now or do I do it later? (laughs) And later always wins. (laughs) What about you? Are you suffering from any decision fatigue at all? I don't think like big picture, but like on any given day, yeah, by the end of the day, I've kind of given up. Like (laughs) You're done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, that's also then I feel guilty about it because I'm like taking the easy way out, like when it comes to dinner or like if I'm Mm -hmm. choosing to have a cocktail or not or whatever it may be, I feel guilty for taking the easy way out and just the default answer. Yeah. And I also, so I feel like one of the jokes about me, well, not a joke, but one of the interesting things about me is that I hate playing board games and Todd and his friends and family love playing board games. And I really feel like it's because I don't want to make any more decisions. I just want to be like mindless or like or have deep conversations or something like that. And like whenever I do end up playing, it's always fun. And like almost every time we're with Todd's family, which we just were like, everyone wants to play board games and I just kind of sit out. But I I feel like it's like, I don't want to have to make a decision between playing a two or a four or like what word and Scrabble I'm going to put down or like whatever other things. Like I just don't want to make those decisions anymore. So So kind of another kind of random thought on the matter is we've already talked about how there's so many decisions about food, where to stay, what to do, blah, blah, blah. But in the vast majority of these decisions have no impact on our lives. Like, yeah, maybe you don't get the best pizza. Maybe you just get a eight out of 10 slice of pizza, but probably by like a couple days later, we've already forgotten about that slice of pizza. So like really the grand scheme of things, there's so many decisions that we can research into the ground, but we'll have forgotten about them in a short amount of time. So I think just kind of carrying less weight or having decisions carry less weight will free up our mind and give us a little bit more grace. So then we can make better, bigger decisions. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Cause I remember being really concerned with the best coffee on the big island in Hawaii. And I don't remember any of the coffees that we had. Right. Because you're bombarded by all the next questions. Yeah. Things that we do. Yeah. The big things I remember were some of the like really cool scenic spots that we went to and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, that's and I don't remember where we like sat on the airplanes or whatever, because I know like 
we both have the tendency to want to like optimize everything and have it all be the best. But yeah, sometimes we just have to just make a decision and not research things to death. And oh, another thing I was reading about was trusting your intuition and your gut a lot more because that's kind of a way to bypass like your logical brain. Your like intuition really is your brain kind of subconsciously collecting lots and lots of information and making decisions essentially without you realizing you're even doing it. And like, man, I think all the time about how, oh man, I should have trusted my gut on that one, you know? So trusting your intuition is important. What are your thoughts on like the timing of making decisions? Not like at the time of the day, but like how quickly you make a decision. Yeah. I mean, it's a balance because one of these things that could not be good. Or one of the signs of decision fatigue is impulsivity. Or yeah, just like going towards what is easiest instead of what is best for you. I didn't really, when I was looking up stuff, I didn't really see anything about how much time you should spend. But I'm assuming like the more time you spend researching something, the more bogged down with details you're going to be. And I don't think that bodes well with things. But also you don't want to make decisions too impulsively because then it could be wrong. So there's probably a fine line there that you have to kind of walk. Yeah. And the reason why I asked that was because I'm kind of thinking along the lines again about the importance of these decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, And I heard an exercise to help you make decisions faster. Like when you go to a restaurant, look at the menu, but you only have like 20 seconds to make your decision. Mm-hmm. And we did that one time and it was a really hard. <laughs> but like, yeah, for the minor, minor decisions, like you shouldn't agonize. Trust your gut. You have a limited amount of information. Pick something and move on. And I think obviously for bigger decisions, obviously put more time into things, mm-hmm. research, do your due diligence. But for the vast majority of our little decisions, like we can probably make them much quicker than we do yeah because yeah we want to gather all the information that we can but yeah we really doesn't really add to that decision yeah and understanding kind of the weight of the decisions we're making i have like coaching people with things sometimes they are stuck choosing between two things that in the grand scheme of things doesn't really matter they don't know that it doesn't matter until i tell them though and i think sometimes i get stuck in in that space too, where it's like, I'm trying to decide between two really important things, but maybe it's going to impact my business way more and impact my income way more. Yeah. I should spend time thinking about that, not dinner. (laughs) Right. Like if something's going to affect my business long-term and how much money I'm making, those should be the things that I prioritize saving my mental energy for and, and really considering the pros and cons, maybe not so much the earrings I wear to our elopement. <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> so <laughs> priorities, you know? So yeah, I mean, there's a lot to think about here. There's a lot to consider. I think the most important part is to realize that if you're struggling with making decisions, then try to eliminate a lot of decisions from your day as much as you can, either by automating, by habit stacking, by delegating, or doing just, yeah, real quick decisions when when it's not something that really affects your life. And try to save the important ones when you have the mental energy to conquer them. And then also realizing that if you use up all of your mental energy for the day, yeah, you are going to maybe eat ice cream for dinner. <laughs> maybe that's not when you should be considering what big 
thing you're going to invest in or whatever. But yeah, just keeping these things in mind. I'm going to keep them in mind. And I think I'm going to work on delegating some of the lower level things that I've been doing lately and also making sure that my coaching students present answers to me and not just problems. So cool. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. Next episode is also on a really interesting topic, which is grit. Mm. (laughs) So join us for that one because it's going to be good. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Stoked with Megan McPhail. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and tell a friend. If you're looking for more inspiring content, check us out on Instagram at Stoked with Megan McPhail. And to learn more about my business coaching and how I can personally help you quit your nine to five, visit my website at meganmcphail.com. I hope this leaves you feeling stoked. See you next week.